Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Versero right here on the Leadership Lowdown. I'm so excited to have with me an old friend, and I don't want anybody making wisecracks about ages because this goes back quite a few years, back when we both fit into our FFA jackets. His name is Bert Henry. He's an industry relations manager for AgriLiquid and AgroExpo. And Bert, I'm just really glad to have you here on the show. Thanks for being part of this. Well, thanks for asking me, Vic. It's going to be fun to visit with you. Yeah, you know, and I just get really excited because when I think about some of the uh, ag teachers I've known over the years, and my history goes way back with the FFA, and I think about ag teachers and ag program, Bert Henry always enjoyed having what was truly the top of the heap, some of the best ag programs, and if you ever were going to face an Alma FFA chapter in a competition, you were in for a bout because it's kind of like the Tom Izzo effect when you got a great coach. You can do a lot of great things with players on the field. So, and Bert, how'd you get the inspiration to be an ag teacher, especially for a school like Alma? Well, it really started way back once I hit campus at Michigan State. And you know the gentleman, Dr. Harry Gardner, gave me a call and said, you know, you might want to come to the Ag Ed Club meeting. You know, <laughs> why don't you come over and do that? And uh, at that time, I had no visions of teaching and I didn't have visions of being on Michigan State campus for four years. I thought I was going to finish the two-year program, and before you knew it, Harry had worked his magic, and I was a student teaching in Breckenridge. I loved the area up in Gratiot County, and Alma happened to have a job come open, and that's where I landed. I actually, I met my wife. She was a teacher at Alma High School, oh. and, <laughs> and the rest is history, I guess. As they say. Well, where was your hometown? I grew up in a little town called Shelby, about 30 minutes 45 minutes north of Muskegon. Yeah, right? boy, that must have been hard to get you out of God's country to come to the center of the state like that. It was, it was. And from that standpoint, you get to Gratiot County and you ask them where the water is, and they try to find <laughs> river. But, yeah. Like, that's not water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the boat's not in the water. You got it on a trailer taking it somewhere, no doubt. So. <laughs> Well, I have to tell you, though, when you think about coming to Alma, you're in the heart of Gratiot County. Is my geography right? You are correct. Yeah, and when you think about Gratiot County, there's a few agricultural counties that are just really completely amazing in terms of the fertile soils, the intensive agriculture, and the legitimate businessmen and women that operate farms. And Gratiot County is clearly the heart of where all of that takes place. And so when you got to Alma, it wasn't like you could just, oh, he's the Alma ag teacher. You probably had a lot of uh, pressure because you were replacing uh, Cy Vallier, which is uh, the uh, former ag teacher that built a tremendous program there. That that had to be kind of gut-wrenching for you to take on that challenge. It was. You know, everybody was... uh for those first few years, especially, you hear, well, that's not the way Cy did it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I try to, in my experience from mentoring student teachers and things like that over the years, the thing I always try to instill in them is, and into communities when they ask me about those things, is remember, they're not the same person. They're not going to do it the exact same way, and that doesn't mean it's the wrong way. Yeah, um, yeah. But it is tough because it's somebody that becomes entrenched into their community and they look up to. And so it it does make for some challenges. But after a few years of instilling my way of doing it, we got the ship on the right track and we were headed uh, down the road. 
Well, and it is, everybody's got their own touch, but you know, honestly, and if you think about it, the operations that I've taken over, typically they're troubled and uh, they're not in in the uh, top performing state. And I don't know which is a tougher element. I mean, when you take over an organization or an operation uh, that's failing, you can probably get by with a number of years of people giving you grace because, well, you know, it was pretty much in rough shape when he got there. But in your case, you took on a legendary program that had high, high marks all over the state and was truly, I want to say, at least the top five, if not number one in the state. And here comes a brand new kid out of college. And oh, my goodness, what a bunch of pressure that would be. So I guess maybe as we think about it, Bert, and we unpack uh, some of your history and things, it'd be interesting to me to find out understand some of those challenges of what do you do when you replace a legend and what do you do when you get in there to make your own mark not just to be different but to really improve something that's really going quite well and so I'm just glad to have you with us here today Bert it's so good to have you join us here on the Michigan Business Network I'm glad you tuned in to the Leadership Lowdown this is Vic Versero we'll be right back for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. You found the Leadership Lowdown, and we found Bert Henry right here on the Michigan Business Network. Bert is the Industry Relations uh, Manager for AgriLiquid and AgroExpo. And by the way, while I'm thinking about that, Bert, AgriLiquid is kind of a well-known entity in the central part of uh, lower Michigan, right there in St. John's. They have some incredible leadership in that organization, but they do wonderful things for the community and have an impressive business model that really is a national entity. But tell me, what's AgroExpo? Agro Expo is a farm show that we started out at our research farm just north of St. John's about six years ago. We've seen the need for a farm show in Michigan. Michigan State had sort of abandoned theirs. We felt that we needed an outdoor farm show. So today we run about 130 vendors. We'll have over 100 different varieties of corn and 100 different varieties of soybeans that will be on display for producers to come and visit. We'll have Uh, speakers, equipment demonstrations, safety demonstrations. We've actually, I know this will surprise people, we've integrated a little FFA contest into the event to teach students about some hands-on agronomy. (laughs) We want it to all be educational. The company, AgroLiquid, and in fact, as manager of the show, I get to charge AgroLiquid rent for a spot just like I charge him. <laughs> That's kind of awkward when you got to say to the boss, hey, pay up, fella, so we're yeah. on your land, but oh well. <laughs> 
Well, I love that. And Bert, we're going to talk some more about that because I really want to get into that. There are a number of companies in the state of Michigan that I admire, and AgriLiquid's one of them because of their leadership and the great things they do and some things going on there in St. John's. But while we're at it, I just wanted to circle back. Your start for 27 years was with as an ag teacher, and you've seen an awful lot. And I guess it's got to be fun at this point in time in your life to every once in a while to bump into uh, students that you've had in your world. So does that happen much? Do you see former students from time to time? I see former students I mean, literally throughout the state, different jobs, different professions. I mean, I have former students that are immersed in the agriculture industry, that are selling seed, that are doing a number of different things, techs, equipment dealerships and things like that. I've got a former student that, actually two former students that are dentists. That's the dentist I go and see now is uh, <laughs> one of my former students. Well, I hope you're still giving them A's or else when they got that drill in your hand. Yeah, well, it's funny, you know, you say that, and, and Matt was uh, a kid that was super involved in the FFA piece, and I bumped into him while he was in dental school, and I said, how are things going? He goes, I am so thankful that I had that FFA training, and I'm like, well, give me more details, and he said, basically, when he was in dental school, his classmates would ask, how come those speeches and presentations came so easy to him, and uh, he'd tell them that it was because of his FFA experience, you know, those kids are saying, well, what's this FFA? <laughs> yeah, how do you spell FFA? <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's just stuff like that. I had a former student uh, a while back call. Look, he works for one of the local agribusinesses looking for a spot at our show. And he called, he goes, Mr. Henry, this is Andy Flogger. I said, Andy, good to hear from you. I said, but, you know, it's been 30 years. You can probably call me Bert now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking, you know, you've got to be called. I'm sure every one of those conversations, whether it's a restaurant or somewhere in business, it always starts out, Mr. Henry. So I just love the fact you correct him from time to time now, right? Well, I corrected him and he pauses for a minute and he goes, that just won't work for me, Mr. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody raised that guy, right? I think that's great. Yeah, you know, it's just one of those connections that you make and, you know, you just get to see these kids grow up and turn into, you know, real useful people in our community. And that's, you know, we hear about the bad. We always are going to hear about that. But, you know, quite often we don't hear enough about the good. We don't hear about those kinds of stories of those kids being successful. And Well, and that's, a, that's a great point, Bert, because I have to tell you, and you know this, I should probably ask you about it, but, you know, I haven't been there for a long time. But if you want to see something that reengages your confidence in the youth of America, go sometime to a national FFA convention where you've got probably twenty to 40,000 kids in blue and gold FFA jackets from all around the country, well-behaved, well-mannered, and just outstanding young people that are headed for a bright, bright, brilliant future. That's good stuff. Am I right? Is that now in Indianapolis? Is that where it's at? Correct. You're right. And, you know, I go to convention every year and judge the national public speaking contest. It's a funny story that I think you will truly appreciate. About four or five years ago, I started judging this about nine years ago, and a gentleman walks into the room and I'm like, I know that guy. You know, and come to find out after I looked a little bit longer, I realized he was my counselor when I attended the Washington Leadership Conference for FFA back, like you said, a long, long time ago. <laughs> Ever since then, we have re-engaged and we keep track of each other and talk every once in a while. But well. this is again, Texas and you make that connection. 
It's awesome. good stuff. It's all about relationships. And right now, uh, we've got a great relationship catching up on old times together. Me and Bert Henry and you here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vershero. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris Holman, and as past chair of the National Small Business Association and a small business owner myself, I understand when you run a business, you rely heavily on your computer network. Now, you cannot afford lost data, lost customer information, and that's why you should trust your technology needs to ASK. Contact ASK at 877-ASK-4ASK for a free audit and analysis of your technology needs. That's 877-ASK-4ASK. Or find them on the internet at www.justask.net. ASK, taking the hassle out of technology so that you can run your business. This is the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Verstro. And I'm so excited to have an old friend, Bert Henry, with us, but he's got a modern title. It's Industry Relations Manager for Agro Liquid and Agro Expo. But Bert, you know, I was thinking about some of the things you've done in your career. And boy, one of the things that is so reminiscent, I use this conversation or slogan often, but it's of little significance in my world if I've become wealthy or traveled the world or whatever, but if I can make a difference in the life of a child, that truly will be a remarkable feat in anyone's life. And that was when I think about some of the journey that you've been on. I don't know if you've ever tried to add up all the kids that have come in and out of your world, but it's in the thousands. There's no doubt in my mind. And so when I think about that, Bert, are there some times when you go, man, I don't know if we're going to make it with this one or if this one is a particularly frustrating young uh, person that's frustrated you and you wonder if you should just turn your back and lo and behold, there were some great outcomes. Any stories come to mind? Well, yeah, there's one young man. I mean, this was my first year teaching and in that process, I got to teach a couple classes of science on top of my agriculture course load and I had a young man come in as a freshman and he looked at me and he says, you know, I didn't pass science when I was in middle school, I don't plan on passing it now. <laughs> well, there's a goal setter. <laughs> yeah, that's the way he started it. And I don't know if maybe I took it as a challenge to see if I could be sure. you know, harder to get along with than him or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, it was a young man that had some issues that uh, hadn't been addressed when he was younger. And my wife actually helped identify those issues. And we helped him out. My wife was a special education teacher at Alma High School also. And so we got that young man not only to pass science, but he graduated from high school and actually was one of my first kids to receive their American FFA degree. Oh, so, how cool is that? And Bert, for those that aren't familiar, tell us about American 
important uh, FFA degree? American FFA degree is the highest award that a FFA member can receive. And the neat thing about that is, is the kid has to really be dedicated to it because you apply for that a couple of years out of high school. So yeah. he had to continue on in the industry and get those experiences and work towards that. And I guess I would compare it, maybe not apples to apples exactly, but it'd be comparable to you know, an Eagle Scout or something like that, working through that system and sticking with that. So, but yeah, he was a kid that, you know, he was a challenge for a while, but we got him through and got him through high school. And it was just uh, one of those things. Oh, that's so cool. And you just want to high five and everything else. Would you happen to know what he went on to do? Any idea or have you lost track? He worked at a golf course for quite a while and, um, he now is in electricity, electrical work. So <laughs> The science of electricity. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Well, so, and this is really it, Bert. I think uh, maybe, you know, the reason why I ask you that question is because of our business people that have tuned into this show, just thinking about some of the ways that, you know, sometimes things do look hopeless or you have people that you're not sure that you're worth investing your time into and look at some of the results that you can get in some of the things that happen. And surely when you have thousands of kids that come through your door in a classroom, Room, there's got to be those moments when you wonder if this is really worth my time. Any of those times when maybe things got dark out in your mind, whether or not it was really worth it, and then all of a sudden there was a beautiful bright light of a burst of sunshine that said, wow, that was pretty cool. Well, I guess there were a lot of those moments that, you know, things go up and down in education and how you look at them when you're in that classroom and those stick out at you and do that. But Over the years, I've had kids that, you know, come from, quite frankly, we could sugarcoat it, but come from some pretty rough backgrounds, that there's an awful lot of cards stacked against them. And those are the kids that really, really need, you know, that help along the way, because you got to realize sometimes education isn't their highest priority simply because they're not sure what's going to be when they get home that evening, you know, what... (laughs) And so you got to try to keep that into perspective and keep a level head about that. You know, yeah, you want to take the student from point A to point B and get them to that next level. But I had a young man one time that he, it was just the funniest thing. And the details wouldn't uh, mean a lot to a lot of people. But the young man was on a parliamentary procedure team for me. And in the middle of the state competition, he got up and made a motion that I'm like, what are you doing? What is that? I don't. You know, and then he got into his debate and it made total sense. And that team ended up winning the state contest. (laughs) First time when he got up and said it, I thought, what are you saying? I just put my head in my hand and I'm like, oh, no, we're sunk now. (laughs) (laughs) And lo and behold, they pulled it out. Isn't that something? Well, it goes to show you, you you never can tell. It's it's sometimes there's special moments around every corner. And this special moment for me is to hear some of your stories, Bert. So glad you joined us today on the Leadership Lowdown. And so glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero. We'll be right back.
The Lansing Board of Water and Light plans to close the coal-fired Eckerd power station. A plan by a citizens committee and the BWL will replace Eckerd with clean power from the wind, the sun, and from cleaner natural gas and energy-saving technologies and improve our air quality and environmental health. Learn more about the BWL's plan for reliable, affordable, and cleaner energy at LansingEnergyTomorrow.com. The Lansing Board of Water and Light. Hometown people. Hometown power. This is the Michigan Business Network, and you found the Leadership Lowdown, and we found Bert Henry, Industry Relations Manager for AgroLiquid and AgroExpo. And Bert, we've been spending the time talking here uh, today in this interview about your career as an ag teacher. It was a precious gift, and I don't mean to overstate that, but I think it was a precious gift to uh, the people of mid-Michigan to have somebody like you of your caliber, caring, and hard work ethic that was a 27-year gift to that community, and what a great job you did it. It had to be a tough thing for you to leave that, but there must have been a story behind it because you just don't make a change after 27 years. So tell me a little bit about what led up to you making the move to AgriLiquid. Well, I happened to be at a state FA convention and bumped into Troy Bancroft, and the owner of the company, and he and his family own the company, and we got to talking about their vision for their new world headquarters and the fact that they were going to have an educational learning center in there and the fact that his goal was basically to teach everybody about agriculture so that people have an understanding of the industry and where their food comes from. And with that, he said he was going to be looking for somebody and it just piqued my interest. I always felt like when I finished teaching, I was going to take on a second career anyways. So it was a little bit earlier than I had probably planned. But in the same respect, it came my way. And with that, I went up there and helped in the design and completion as a project manager for what we call the IQ up there, which we have 27 museum quality exhibits that teach people about agriculture. We have a staff. I started that program. And since then, I've moved on with the company. But I started that program and the educational programs that go with it, where we see about 12,000 students through there a year on an A normal year, obviously, we're still adjusting back from COVID from that type of thing. But uh, we developed this uh, learning center we call the IQ Hub. And like I said, we got a tractor simulator. We've got all different kinds of things to engage people in the industry to teach them a little bit about, you know, you just don't see from the window of your car, even just driving by. So I went up there, you know, a little sad about leaving teaching. But I really felt it was the right thing for me at the time to make a change. And I felt like I could have more of an impact, you know, with a lot more people than about agriculture. Well, and if I could, let me just step in here for a second, because I just want to point out, I mean, there's a lot of people that have built successful businesses. And there's a lot of people that run those businesses all over the country. And what's intriguing to me about the Bancroft family is I'm so impressed. They could have built their world headquarters in an industrial park and called it good. I mean, they could have done that and that was it. But instead, they put it out on Highway 21. Uh, Is it 21 that runs through there? Out on Highway 21, um, a beautiful complex. But what's amazing about it is you can bring a homeschooled child or a young person that has the day off or whatever and stop by during business hours and you can go into that museum on agriculture. What a wonderful lesson you can learn because it is museum quality. It's really impressive. And then on top of that, they also built what I call, and you got a better name for it, I'm sure, but a community center. And so it was an amazing gift 
to the St. John's and Mid-Michigan region when they did what they did. And all of a sudden, we have somebody that made their money, made their success, but they gave back, and that's the kind of thing the Bancroft family has done. But they snatched you out of teaching and put you into a spot where you could make a difference on a broader scale. And you've had some pretty wonderful challenges and opportunities. What's it like working for a family business like that? Is there uh, lessons learned and uh, opportunities for people that are thinking about working for a business maybe where dad, mom, brother, sister are all a part of the gang? You know, it was a great transition for me because they do treat you like family. I mean, that that's the thing about that when you go to work for them, if you're there in their fold, you're on that mission and they look out for you and they do a lot of things that a normal business wouldn't, you know, as far as employees and that type of thing. They're very protective of family time. Everybody, everybody gets between Christmas and New Year's off. It's almost like I was still teaching from that break. <laughs> you had all that time off. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there are things like that that they do. They really are just a super organization to work for. They understand that they're only as good as their weakest link, for lack of a better way of putting it. And so they really are about, you know, keeping their employees in a good place and taking care of their employees. And not just from a financial standpoint. I mean, from all the other angles with that, they're looking at it and caring for one another and how that happens. Well, Bert, it's one thing to put it in a brochure. It's another thing to live it out. And that's really an exciting thing you personally have witnessed along the way. So, hey, glad you're sharing that with us today. Bert, glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vershero. We'll be right back. Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. This is the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versera with Bert Henry. Industry Relations Manager for AgroLiquid and AgroExpo. And of course, Bert, you know, when I think about some of your proudest moments, and I'm sure there's times when you've had teams that have won it all. If you want something exciting to do, go to an FFA state convention with a bunch of enthusiastic energy in the room of two or 3,000 young people. It's a beautiful experience. But you know, Bert, when you start thinking about uh, that whole process, I got to believe one of the proudest moments was when you probably realized a dream that isn't that easy to achieve is when a young girl by the name of Alex, uh, maybe Alex Henry at that time, realized her dream and became a national FFA officer. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, you know, it was one of those things that Alex immersed herself in the FFA from day one, but she was with Dad. She went to her first FFA conference when she was one year old. (laughs) Right, she had no choice. (laughs) 
have much of a choice, but she did. She immersed herself in the organization. She worked her tail off. And, you know, like you and I know, Vic, something like that takes not only a lot of work, but, you know, everything's got to come together. And she was just willing to do that. And her first time around, she did not get selected. She had to run a second time. Oh, well. And that's unusual in itself. That doesn't always happen. That's correct. It doesn't always happen. And it was one of those things that she just, you know, did things right. And, you know, I always say that she got her brains and her looks from her mother. And she got her competitiveness from her father. So, <laughs> And I think there's a lot of truth to that. But, you know, it is when you see your kids. And I had two other children that were both very involved in the program, too. My other daughter, Jordan, she was a state officer. My son participated in a lot of different things. And, you know, it's just seeing your own kids and having your own kids in class. There's another experience right there to have your own child in your classroom and have to grade your child. And that type of thing is always uh, an interesting experience. But Well, parent-teacher yeah, well, conferences have got to be conflicting. Yeah, well, <laughs> we didn't have to go into town for those. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> but, uh, no, she realized your dream after a lot of hard work. And you're right, it was one of those things that she worked very hard and I did everything I could do to facilitate that to make sure she had the tools that she needed to be successful. And with it, you know, goes an awful lot of training that uh, has taken her a long ways. Well, and what you just shared right there is really the way I think mentorship happens. I mean, people that maybe younger or in a different position are looking up to somebody that's actually operating at a capacity that intrigues somebody and interests them. And then all of a sudden, uh, that becomes a mentorship role for somebody. And I just wonder, you know, with all of the young people's lives that you've shaped and all of the work you've done in the industry, there have to be some moments where people have either touched your life along the way, or maybe somebody has honored you with a letter that said, hey, Mr. Henry, you really made a difference when that mattered the most. So any mentorship moments like that come to mind? Well, you know, I have to give a lot of credit to, you know, first of all, Randy Showerman, who oh, yeah. was my student taught with Randy. And it was funny because at that time he was traveling from Lansing every day, too. So we went to Breckenridge every day. We rode together up and back every day. So it provided a unique experience that I had extra time with my supervising teacher to talk about what went well, what didn't go well, that type of thing. And I mean, that mentorship has lasted for years and the friendship has lasted for years, you know, through that whole time, you know, Randy was even in our wedding. It was just a huge impact to me. And I mentioned, you know, that key person, Dr. Gardner and people like that, that are just there uh, throughout the journey. And Vic, I know you had them and we've all had those type of people that step up and, you know, it's just neat. And when, you know, another example is the neighborhood that I live in, Three or four of my former students live right around my place. And as you know, a few years ago, I had a little bit of a heart issue. And those former students were the first ones here. What do you need done? What can we do? <laughs> you know, that type of thing. I think that those things uh, resonate uh, with you that, hey, we did some good things and they respect the things that we got done. Yeah. You know, and of course, it's one of those things when, with mentorship. You know, I love the notion that, you know, I just remember as grade school kids, you know, you'd look at that new person you met on the first day of school and you say, hey, you want to be my friend? You don't normally have that formalized, hey, you want to be my mentor? <laughs> it, it just yeah. kind of organically happens along the way. And I just love the fact that those opportunities are there and those things happen. And I think 
think the, the wise thing is to understand and take a moment, draw a breath, and understand that something special is happening when you're with somebody that has great leadership qualities. And Bert, you certainly have those. And so glad you joined us uh, here today on our show, Leadership Lowdown. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're going to take a break and come right back. managed meetings, carefully planned conferences, and beautiful beginnings. That's what you'll find at Treetops Resort. We have an ideal location just minutes from I-75 and over 25,000 square feet of meeting and convention space. No matter what you're planning, let our spectacular views, spacious lodging, and outstanding customer service show you why Treetops is Michigan's most spectacular resort. Get a no-hassle quote for your next meeting at treetops.com or call at 888-TREETOPS. This is our sixth and final segment right here on the Leadership Lowdown. This is Vic Versero, and I'm humbled to have with me here on the Michigan Business Network, Bert Henry. He is just a great guy that's done a lot of great things for kids and for young men and women throughout the state that are looking for an opportunity to learn about leadership. He did that through his role as FFA advisor for 27 years in Alma Chapter, but also he's today's current role of Industry Relations Manager for Agro Liquid and Agro Expo. I have met the Bancrofts. I'm very impressed with the people that they are and the way they do things. There have to be some wonderful lessons and mentorships moments that have come from that relationship for you. Would you agree? Oh, definitely. You know, probably without doubt, because Troy and I are a little bit closer in age than his sons. We have developed a very positive and, and great relationship. And, you know, it, there's just lots of stories about a man and he sets such a good example for people to follow because he is so humble about what he does. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know that I've ever met anybody so humble, so generous, somebody that, you know, quite often does a lot more than he ever wants credit for and does it quite quietly along the way. And he told me a story that I think is worth um, sharing. When he was younger, very young, he had a straw bailing business and he didn't have his driver's license yet. So he had to have some high school boys helping him do this and drive things. And at the end of the season, he's doing his books and his mom sees how much money he's made. And she looked at him and she goes, you go back and pay those boys another dollar an hour. (laughs) And of course, he's looking at her and she says, you always take care of the people that got you there. Oh, that's a great one. Wow. (laughs) And look what he's doing today. That's exactly the way he's living his life. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. That's awesome story, Bert. It's so true. He probably has told that story a couple times. Well, he doesn't. No, he doesn't actually, because he doesn't want to bring, you know, a lot of attention to himself. But he did tell me that story one time, and it was enough to where I kept it and have used it a few times, especially when I'm at an event presenting an award that we sponsored or something like that. Yeah. Couldn't be there for or whatever. 
And but so I kept it in my old memory bank and used it a few times because I think it resonates with people. And uh, but he that's sort of the way that this business runs is they take care of the people that got them there. And, and, and you know, you see it the way they give back to agriculture as an industry. And for him to uh, pick up where the old MSU Ag Expo was and to move and have an agro expo event on your test lands there, it's so impressive. So tell us, what kind of date is that? If anybody wants to come out to that, what's that all about? We are August 16th and 17th out at the uh, North Central Research Station, which is just north of St. John's. Okay. Go to our website, theagroexpo.com, and look up all of that. But Give us that again. Give us that website again. Theagroexpo.com. The, as in T-H-E? Correct. Yeah. E-E? Uh, yep. All right. Very good. And so, and if I want to go, look, if I just have a family and I want to talk to them about where food comes from, can I take them to this expo or is this strictly business? It's everything. We have all kinds of folks. We'll have the Farm Bureau folks usually have educational activities for youngsters. We have, yeah, speakers in a speaker tent that will be there talking anything from irrigation to estate planning to agronomy topics to carbon sequestration. We have a different lineup of speakers every day. We have demonstrations of equipment. This year, we're going to be highlighting planters and tillage equipment. We're going to have some safety demonstrations going on at different places. We'll have over 130 vendors there that will have their wares there of one way, shape, or form that will range anywhere from, obviously, the big tractors and combines down to compact tractors and Well, that's got to cost 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks a ticket? No, it is free. <laughs> what? It's that. free? It's free. Oh, Believe my it. word. I got to tell you, there's so few things in the world that's free, but you could bring your uh, tumbler along for with some ice water in it for the kids and walk them around to see some incredible equipment and to learn about agriculture, have some fun. There'll be some giveaways and some other things. I can't believe you guys are letting people in for free, but uh, that is a cool deal. Yeah, we're in our seventh year this year running the show, and we've got vendors that are, in fact, just before I got on this interview with you, I got another phone call from another vendor that was interested in being at the show. So Wow. Well, we've got to run today. I can't believe how quickly our time has passed here today, but Bert, uh, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't take just a moment of our precious airtime and say, hey, thank you for what you've done for young people all across this state for 27 years. Thank you for what you're doing for agriculture, one of Michigan's top three industries and so important to us all. Bert, you are special. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you, Vic. I appreciate it. Well, and thanks for uh, tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Verschereau. Can't wait to talk to you next time.